You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, that is right. You are Locked On Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Seiko, bringing you all things Penn State Nittany Lions. It's a recruiting episode, so we bring him back, the expert himself, Brian Smith. And with that being said, of course, since the expert of recruiting is joining the show once again, we also talk the expert in job recruiting, LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And today's episode is also brought to you by Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Brian, let's not waste any time. Mike Yersich was let go by, by Penn State, and they pick up a quarterback commit as a result. I, I find the dynamic interesting, but that is at least some good news for recruiting before we discuss Help out the channel. Subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let us know in the comments what you think about the Mike Yersich firing and Penn State recruiting, if it's going to go into a cold spell or if it's actually going to heat up. And don't forget to follow Brian over at Locked On Seminoles since he hosts that show as well. Okay, Mike Yersich gets fired. And the first thing I'm thinking, okay, this is going to at least set back recruiting for the moment because you don't have an offensive coordinator. You don't have a quarterback's coach. And people, for what it's worth, liked Mike Yersich. Ethan Grunkmeyer committed to Penn State because he liked Mike Yersich. Drew Aller has been recruited by Mike Yersich for, he was recruited from, by Mike Yersich for what, over two years during his time at Texas? And then all the way through when he got hired by Penn State. Like that, that is his quarterback. And then he's let go. Penn State all of a sudden picks up a commitment from Beckheim Kritzis. So I guess there's some good news in this. There's kind of there. There's the point of question at this: how Penn, how's this affected? How's Penn State affected by this? And then just when you do fire a coach like this in the middle of your season, just in general, how do you save face? But let's start with your perspective on what you know about Penn State firing Mike Yersich and how the Nittany Lions have just been able to wade the turbulence. Well, number one, it's Penn State. Most of the kids they've got committed are from the north, northeast. A lot mm-hmm. of them have ties to the program, whether it's a family member went there, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. that helps a little bit. The okay. kids that I would worry about are the ones that aren't from the greater footprint near Pennsylvania. Okay. Those kids don't have the same ties. So if it's an offensive kid, I mean, they've obviously struggled, but relationships are everything. So yeah. I think Franklin does a great job as a head coach, but at the same time, I don't know the dynamics with all of them. Uh, the kids that haven't been committed as long, I'd be a little worried about too. But, I mean, the one thing that Franklin has proven forever is he gets after it on the trail. So I think that's the biggest deal along with just location. Watch out for those kids that aren't near Happy Valley, though. Yeah, I guess if there's any sort of setback, it, it's it's that one. All right, well, I guess the set the setback is in-game coaching, and we saw it on full display against Michigan. Oh. But when, when it comes to the recruiting trail, yes, James Franklin is performs a master class when it comes to – high school football recruiting and getting the right guys that they want to commit uh, at, at any given time, even like this, right? You just fire a coach and you get a quarterback as a result. But I want to know about in-house because it's not so much about Beckheim Kritz. So that's great. That is good news for 2025. 
and beyond. And maybe the Mike Yersich firing was, was the right decision by Penn State for what it's worth. However, I think about Drew Aller, Oprah Beulah, Jackson Smollett, Ethan Grunkmeyer, the current quarterbacks that have been in the fold. I know Grunkmeyer's still in high school, but those were Mike Yersich quarterbacks, especially Drew Aller. What are the conversations like to, especially in the age of the transfer portal, it's a little different five years ago, 10 years ago. But now when anybody can give a person that you know, a phone call or a text and say, hey, let me know how Drew's doing. And that's not tampering, of course, right? You can text uh, mom or dad, brother or sister, uh, uncle, aunt, coach, and just say, hey, hope Drew's doing. Let them know that we would want him. And then it's not tampering from what I'm gathering when it comes to uh, transfer portal recruiting that way. But what what does James Franklin need to do to re-recruit these quarterbacks and let them know that they're taken care of at Penn State? He's got to hire somebody that they want, and he needs a splash hire. And that's where it'll probably get touchy. I don't know what the situation is, but when you fire somebody, you got to pay the contract, and you got to go out and get somebody else, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Who's going to want to be there? is the question yeah. also. I have no idea who that's going to be. I've heard, you know, Cider might be the guy or whatever, but mm -hmm. I I don't think that's going to help in terms of a splash hire, but he would know the kids currently on the roster. Yeah. And I've heard he's a popular guy, so that might be good. But otherwise, I'm not sure what else you can do because you're, you're, you'd be bringing in somebody cold, even if it's a big name that they don't know. There's risk either direction. There is no good answer for, we just fired our offense coordinator and we're still in the middle of the season. So that's, that's hard, man. Uh, there is no perfect answer. So what does that splash hire look like for you? Is that just solely a big name? Is it somebody that, because James Franklin has admitted that they are looking to get an offensive coordinator that fits the current talent that they have. Sure. Well, let me, let me stop there, Brian, because Drew Aller and Bo Prabula are different types of talent. Rabula is the dual threat quarterback that resembles the Trace McSorley. Drew Aller's your pocket sure. quarterback that, for whatever reason, maybe this is why Mike Yersich was fired, but he has been running the football more than he should as a five-star pro-style pocket passer. Which one I, I, I would naturally believe that Penn State is going to lean and build, continuing to build around Drew Aller. And this, isn't, this isn't the NFL, too. I, I want to preface that. The NFL, yes, you listen to your quarterback and you almost let them make the decision at offensive coordinator, have some influence. I think at the college level, unless it's a Caleb Williams, because unfortunately Drew Aller hasn't shown that. We've talked about on the show that he has all the tools to be a number one overall pick, but he's certainly not living up to it. He's looking closer to Christian Hackenberg, unfortunately, just the same kind of tried tale. And James Franklin with pro-style quarterbacks just isn't having the same it's it's over two at this point is what it is what it's trending towards but it when you factor all of that in is is he referring to when he says we're going to find someone that matches our our talent ethan grunkmeyer and bo prabula are frankly dual threat quarterbacks drew aller is not he's a pocket passer so what does that mean because you can't have both unless you can maybe you can't i don't, I don't think so though i think coaches have to adjust to the talent they have if you look back at Urban Meyer's first title, he had a quarterback that started that was a pocket kid, but then he brought in this guy named Tebow in certain situations. There's a way yep. to do it at every school. Right Now, here's, here's the problem that I think you're alluding to. Most coaches are extremely stubborn. They want to do it their way. 
Yep. And they try to force a lot of square pegs around holes. This isn't a Penn State problem. This is a football problem. Coaches are yep. generally very stubborn and thin-skinned. Yep. I don't know. They would have to have a conversation. Whoever this person is, talk to the other members of the staff. They're going to stay on. Is he going to be able to bring somebody? They're going to get rid. There's a lot of moving parts here. Most coordinators, like I was saying, a splash hire, here's the deal. They're not coming in to be the only guy. They're going to bring two or three conservatively in addition to themselves. And that's where it gets touchy. Mm -hmm. He'd have to fire other people. And that's the problem. So you'd have to work through that. And then you'd also have to say, well, this is a guy I want you to play a quarterback. Or would he get his say? There's so many sub points to it. And to your point, they got two different quarterbacks. He might say, I'm just going to have an open competition, whoever this guy is. And I can adjust. And if he does, that's great. But if not, he might just tell one or the other, hey, on this kind of system, this is what I'm running, and one leaves. Yeah. There's all kinds of things that can happen. But, again, splash hire, those guys – I mean, I know a bunch of these situations that happened over the last 10 years or whatever. I'm coming if you give me X, Y, and Z on the staff too. It causes yeah. problems at every school. There's no way around it. And that's why so many coaching moves don't happen. They want to have their guys with them. I've already alluded to that. J1 Sider, if he's not promoted – to a, because he wants to be a play caller. He wants to be more than just a co-offensive coordinator. He wants to call plays. And I feel like he's bided his time at Penn State, but he can only stick around for so much longer because unless he's content with, with this is it, this is where I am at my career, if he's content with that, but I highly doubt it. I, I really do. Yeah, he's going to be gone. That They're in a lose-lose. Yeah. Yep. They can't afford to lose him as a recruiter, mm -hmm. but with where they're at and why Franklin is beaten on so badly, beyond to some of the goofy clock management decisions and all that. He needs a coordinator that has experience. There's no way to satisfy both. So while I'm not a Franklin fan, I understand he can't win in this situation all around. So either he's going to ride or die with cider. And I have no idea. Again, he's not called plays. So how would you know? Mm -hmm. Or he's going to go out and try to make it work. And again, he'd probably have to get rid of multiple guys to do it. Which mm. do you, I mean, there's exceptions, like somebody might do it for Saban, but Penn State isn't exactly rolling on offense and they don't have all these receivers and it's not the same deal. So yeah. if they had more parts at wide receiver, I could see them maybe going out and grabbing somebody because it's plug and play. It's not there. You know, they need, they need more parts. So it's going to be very difficult. And I wouldn't be surprised if Sider ended up being the guy they ended up going with. Yeah, that's. There's like you said, there's the lose lose part of it. You lose that splash hire, but you maintain what you know, the consistency and what J1 Sider does so well. He's a part of those recruiting efforts. Uh, if you do move away, Sider, he's probably not going to want to stick around. And I don't blame him because he's deserved to be a full time play yeah. caller. But that that is the true impact that we're not seeing of the Mike Yersich firing. Yes, you get the you get the cruddy offensive coordinator out of here. He's he's no good. Penn State can't score points. But there are consequences from this that we are not seeing. And I'm Brian, I'm glad that we could discuss them in the full front today uh, in this episode. But like I said, good news. Despite losing the OC and the quarterback, quarterback's coach, let's not forget what he was, Beckham Kritza ends up committing. He's a four-star according to Rivals. He's in the class of 2025. We'll discuss him a little more in depth in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster 
and for free. It is easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. And all you got to do is add your job in the purple hiring frame to let you to then add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are, in fact, hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch those winnings roll in. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, that easy gameplay, and enormous selection of player and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And with the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries will stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. That is right. For NFL and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash college code college for that first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And the Locked On Podcast Network amps up college football coverage every Friday to talk about college football in depth with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live across all the Locked On College YouTube channels, including Locked On Nittany Lions and Brian's Locked On Seminoles. Talking about college football playoff implications, the conference rivalries, Penn State's out of the conversation, Florida State's still in it. So, Brian, I'm sure you're going to be invited back on pretty soon to, to talk some ball. But Locked On College Football Kickoff Live is the perfect pregame show to preview that weekend slate of college football games. Find it at 11 a.m. Eastern time every Friday across all the Locked On College YouTube channels. And then you can listen to it back wherever you get your podcasts. Beckham Kritza commits. Four-star quarterback, according to rivals. Uh, other industries have him as a three-star. But what we all can agree on is that he's got a lot of potential. And this is pretty standard. This is par for the course for Penn State. They like to take these prospects that are still a little unproven, but they might have all the athletic tools. They might they have the size. Beckham Kritza certainly has that. He's six foot five. He's extremely athletic. He can move for that six foot five frame, but he's got an interesting story, Brian. He started out in Colorado, started as a freshman, and was very successful. 20 touchdowns to three interceptions in his first season. Then takes a gamble, goes to Miami Central, lands there and doesn't really fit in. Doesn't see the field, doesn't play a whole lot, and is a backup on the roster. I mean, that's a but we're talking a very good, my like we're talking best yeah. program maybe in all of the country in Miami Central. Decides to transfer back to Colorado, has to get that waiver because of Colorado transfer rules and is playing again towards the tail end of the high school season, but does not get a full amount of playing time just because of those waiver transfer rules. And I anticipate that he's going to stay at Fairview, Colorado for his senior season and not make a move like this again. 
But Pritza was down in Florida for about a year. You were also in Florida. So did you cross paths? What did you see? What did you learn about him in that small amount of time, despite him not playing in actual football? I had a chance to see Miami Central's first game, and, and he played a little bit. Okay. Uh, in that game, they were splitting three different quarterbacks. I mean, they got talent at Central. So he's a runner to me right now because I didn't get to see him work much with the receivers. He only threw a few passes. But the arm strength is there. Uh, he's a very fluid kid. He kind of reminds me of a baseball pitcher. Very long, lean guy that's like a reliever that throws 90 mile an hour. He's that guy. Okay. Yeah, he, he's he's got a he's got a what, nice long wiry frame. Just needs to fill it out, but he's got a couple of years left. So we'll see how that goes. But great kid, easy going, and very respectful. So I think he'll fit in pretty well in Happy Valley. And the and the relationships must have been past Mike Gersuch because again, that was yeah. the, you're supposedly you're going to be your future offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. And then all of a sudden, what Brian? What I find so interesting is that Mike Gersuch gets fired. And Beckheim Kritza announces, not, not because, but almost at the same time, Kritza announces that he's going to commit, and then the word is out that Mike Yersich is getting fired. So these two things happening almost, almost simultaneously yep. is crazy in its own right. Can you make any sense of that? No. <laughs> <laughs> of all positions where you would think it would matter most, yeah, quarterback, right? I mean, mm -hmm. hypothetically, name something that's even close to quarterback in sport. I, I cannot. Maybe a pitcher in baseball, that's pretty specific. But even then, they only go out so many days. It's, mm -hmm. it's different, man. Um, maybe he just wanted to be a part of Penn State. Maybe he believed in Franklin. I'm, I'm just kind of grasping mm -hmm. straws. Yeah. But I'd have to ask him directly. Um, that That is truly unique. Franklin, though, like we've spoken many times, he's one heck of a recruiter and he builds relationships. And that's the number one thing you got to do to get big-time recruits. So – Congrats to Franklin on getting a good quarterback. Kritza said honesty was the differentiating factor. Uh, there what, you go. You, you've been around recruiting for a long time, so you know more or less what those conversations are like. I'm not saying direct word for word what might have been said to Kritza, but when he describes honesty, what do you think Penn State and James Franklin might have said to him to get him to commit now, again, after they just fired the quarterback's coach? <laughs> opportunity would be my guess. We're going to do everything we can financially to get the right guy here. The facilities and the institution are still the same. I'm not going anywhere. Those kinds of things. That would be my guess. Um, that's what Penn State has always worked off of long before James Franklin was there. Paterno was very consistent with recruiting. He did a great job. Sure. with it. Yeah. I, I don't think it's really that different. Kids want to know who they're going to be playing for. Mm -hmm. So I get the whole quarterback thing, but the head coach is still the head coach. Yeah. I don't think James is going anywhere. So that's probably the biggest part. And maybe he, he gave him something else about what he's trying to do with the program. I, I'm not sure, but I think it's Franklin more than anything else. Let's finish up, come a little full circle here with Beckham Kritza and then talk about how he might have a partner in crime in this class of 2025 of the quarterback spot in the final segment. But Kritza, Right now, six foot five. You can't teach height. And there's no question marks about, okay, well, what is his total potential here? And that's what Penn State understands. And like you said, Kritza, so six foot five is important. 180 pounds currently is where he's listed on his recruiting profiles, is also very important. So he doesn't have the size to play college football tomorrow. Some 
Very few prospects do, but that's why you enroll early. That's why you get in the right weight room. That's why you redshirt. What do you ultimately project when you've watched Kritza just for a short period of time? You understand that fitness background because when I look at it, I see someone that needs that enrolling early would benefit him so much and possibly redshirting. Maybe he could put on 10 to 20 pounds if he has the right workout plan going from his junior to his senior campaign. But ultimately, I would like to see him at at least 220, 225. He's probably not going to be that Drew Aller size of 240, 245. But I think 220, 225, especially with the way that he's able to move, that almost sounds like the perfect frame for that type of quarterback. I think he's kind of like a two-guard in basketball, the way he's built. Um, Mm -hmm. That would be the way that I would look at it. Yeah, he needs to be 200 pounds when he gets to Happy Valley. At least. At least. You know, but they're not going to play him right away. And and the reason I'm not worried about the weight as much, I've heard this from from strength coaches here recently, they would Mm -hmm. rather them not put on the weight because they want to be the ones to put it on and do it the correct way. And that's that gets into some touchy territory, so I'll leave it at that. But (laughs) professionals are professionals, and sometimes Mm -hmm. they worry about kids hurting their bodies with how they're doing different things, especially Olympic lifts and stuff. So I have no idea what program he's at or how they're doing their situation with Kritzka. But I have a feeling Penn State's strength program is pretty good. So I, I think they'll be fine in the long run. But his first year, though, whatever he enrolls at, I bet you 10 to 12 pounds conservatively is what he would be the next spring, um, maybe even 20 pounds. So he'll be okay after a year. I mean, that's what we've seen. Penn State, when they have high school prospects enroll a little early, uh, Tony Rojas, for example, put up put on 29 pounds uh, of muscle in, in, a, in just the winter. And just that winter from January into March before the spring spring game. So if Rojas can do that, certainly anybody else can do it as well uh, when you go to when you go to Penn State. But for Kritz's case, he might not be alone. He might not be the only quarterback in this class of 2025. His commit comes really early. So there's a lot of room to work with for Penn State before that signing day. Well over into December of class of 2025. So is a sec quarterback commit on the horizon? Well, Brian's the perfect guest to answer that question, and we are going to answer that question in just a moment, but let's hear from another one of our sponsors on today's episode, and that is Athletic Brewing Company. And now is time for your Game Changer, presented to you by Athletic Brewing Company. And going into Saturday's game between Penn State and Rutgers, so we're almost going to have to project who that Game Changer can be. Rutgers comes in with a defense, a strong defense, a respectable defense, and a lot of the pressure is going to be on the offense. So that game changer is honestly going to have to be Drew Aller in this case. You change your quarterback or you change your wide or, you, or your offensive coordinator. You change your quarterback's coach, Drew Aller. Let's see what kind of prospect and player that he is at the next level here at college football. If he can truly adapt with the changes and, and move with the adversity. So like Drew Aller being that potential game changer in the game against Rutgers on Saturday. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the game when it comes to non-alcoholic beers. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Non-alcoholic beers that are full of flavor. Well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, golden sours, and more. Combined to Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON. Get 15% off your first online order. That is code LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. 
Near beer exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. And in this final segment, let's discuss the two quarterback possibility for the class of 2022. Drew Aller and Bo Prabula. Kind of, I saw, I almost seem see a similar setup here, Brian. You had Bo Prabula and commit before that as a three star, and then Penn State, with all the additional time in that recruiting on the recruiting trail, went out and found Drew Aller. So I almost see a, an entire similar setup here, especially since. The offensive coordinator is not in place just yet. So that offensive coordinator could go find their prospect in addition to what they are getting in Becky and Kritza. But that's always the goal, especially since quarterback, I don't want to call it a volatile position, but in the age of NIL and the transfer portal, Penn State has seen the negative impact of having too few quarterbacks rather than too many. Unfortunately, they're in the same boat as about everybody else. So (laughs) other than Georgia, (laughs) Alabama's going through this, right? They don't have many options past Milroe and they, and they had to, they had to adapt on the fly. He's worked out, but that's my point. They tried to go to other quarterback options and they haven't worked. Yeah. If he'd have been injured or something this year, they'd be a five and four football team. You know, it's what quarterback is the one spot. There is no fix. You Mm -hmm. can coach your way out of just about anything. Quarterback is not one of them. And that's why everybody bitches and moans about quarterback decisions so much. But to that point, I do not blame Penn State if they take a second quarterback in any class. Because I, I, talking to a buddy of mine recently, we're in the business, no matter what you do, if a kid's not starting by a sophomore year, generally, what do they do? They leave. They transfer. You're going to lose half the kids you sign at quarterback, no matter mm-hmm. what. It is not about the school. It's about I want to play. It's this way it is. I don't necessarily agree with all the decisions and why they're leaving. That's a whole nother topic, but you know, maybe next spring we can talk about that in the off season, but a lot of these kids just think they're better than they are, or they're just never going to be happy unless they're playing and they'll transfer to a school. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So it it is what it is. So Penn state's in a pretty good spot right now. Cause ours got another year, but at least before he could leave and no offense mm-hmm. to him, he ain't leaving after his junior year and getting drafted the way things are going right now. Yeah. Unless he has a a perfect season. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, something, I mean, physically, he's exactly what you want, but there's got to be production. So, especially with the contract money that's going out now for NFL, it's insane. So they have to be able to get him up another level, but they also got to find a way to have guys on the cover in case he does have that year. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, they got to have a guy in every class that they trust. And that's hard. There aren't very many guys. Everybody goes after him and the NIL money for quarterbacks is crazy. So, it's a unique situation for Penn State. Well, we know that Talia Tungavaloa was rumored to be offered $1 million by an unnamed SEC school. I My guess was Auburn because they went after Peyton Thorne in, in that case. But Could be. Uh, but that that's, to put it into perspective, Brian says there's a lot of NIL money at the oh. disposal. And there you go. You have a $1 million offer that Talia Tungavaloa turned down uh, at Maryland. Penn State fans uh, that they have, they have everything to be excited about with the potential of Drew Aller, Bo Prabula, Jackson Smollett, Ethan Grunkmeyer. That's a very good quarterback room. Now you add the potential of Beckham Kritza, but also everyone wants to know, okay, well, if Penn State's getting that second quarterback, who's that going to be? Carter Smith just committed to Michigan. Florida area kid. Again, you, you know him well. You probably scouted him a bit in person. He commits to Michigan. And he's a very good, and that was someone that Penn State went down to the wire with as well, but ultimately lost that battle to the Wolverines or pivoted 
and went with Pritza as opposed to Carter Smith. That also, that oh, there's a lot of different avenues here because I want to throw out some names as possibilities. We've discussed Malik Washington, Ryan Montgomery a, as well, and then Bryce Underwood. Bryce Underwood had visited. I don't know. I'm not saying that Penn State's a shoe in that they're in serious consideration, but it's a possibility. And with Michigan going and getting Carter Smith as a top 10 quarterback prospect for the class of 2025, what does that mean about Bryce Underwood and where he's looking since that that is a serious that is a serious competition up there? I've heard LSU, but that's besides the point. Who makes the most sense out of out of some of the names that, that I've mentioned here? Uh, whichever kid is not taking NIL because Penn State won't do it, which means it's not okay. going to be Bryce. It's not going to be Bryce Underwood. That's well, you laid it I mean, out. That's really there. just that's just cut to the chase. Elite quarterbacks, unless they've got a tie to your school, they're going to they're going to take the money, and I yeah. get it because I mean we're talking life changing money. Mm-hmm. So it's whichever kid isn't looking for the money because Penn State won't pay the upfront cash. I don't know all and, those and, ne- and neither will Michigan, neither will Ohio State, Notre Dame. They yeah, most of them in the Midwest, but down south they will. A lot of yeah. them. Not all. Like Saban doesn't like it much either. Mm-hmm. Georgia Clemson. doesn't always pay it. You know, they want them to come in for a year and kind of do something, but it is what it is, man. And it's going to change the outcome on some games. And I wonder when some of those schools will change too, because teams they wouldn't have otherwise lost to. It's it's an awkward spot. But some of these other schools are tired of getting beat by Georgia because they get more D linemen mm-hmm. and stuff, and they're never going to beat them for that. So their only chance, we got to get the quarterback because we're not going to beat them over here, and that's what's caused all this. So it's a lot of pressure, man. And these coaches, you know, like Jimbo, what is it, seventy six point eight million? Yeah. Who cares if you got fired? Nobody in his family will ever have to work again. Yeah. Period. For ten yeah. generations, they'll never have to work again. So why, you know, you might, you might as well go to Texas A&M just to get fired. <laughs> well, there was some, there was a discussion about that on a podcast earlier today. If you take this job, I mean, it's, there's a lot of benefits, but if it doesn't work, even You're if you sad. only got a $25 million contract for five years, which it would be more. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's better than a winning lottery ticket. So that's why some of these battles for quarterbacks has gone up so much. It's the most important position in sport. Mm-hmm. Pitt State's battling from an awkward spot like some other schools that don't pay as much up front, if anything, but you got to find that fit. There's a way to do it. So, and I wonder if Penn state like Notre Dame will pay for the quarterback that transfers because he's established. Yeah. Penn state might want to go that route. Let's say next year, a certain crew hour plays well, maybe they have a year where they get a guy and he gets NIL money, gets 500 grand or something for some boosters that set up a deal. And then they have a guy that's developed in the system long enough. So there's a there's a medium there somewhere for Penn State. And that's what they get paid all that money to figure out. But it just may not be what everybody else does. I can all but guarantee that Penn State is, I mean, they're attempting, but I think they do. I think they do ultimately land that second quarterback in the class of 2025. It's the similar setup. Prabula commits a little early. You go get your, your highly touted prospect in Drew Aller. I, I see that happening all over again. A little bit of deja vu here. I would anticipate Malik Mosh- Washington, but you never know. Why Ryan Montgomery, Matt Zollers is continuing to emerge in the state of Pennsylvania as a four-star quarterback. So uh, any of those guys. Do you feel the same way? Do you think Penn State is all but guaranteed to land a second quarterback in this cycle? There's no such thing as recruiting and guarantee in the same sentence. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> in this era? Oh, gosh, no. 
the biggest thing they have going for them is the stability with Franklin at coach. And I know that's a lot of angst on many Penn State message boards <laughs> right now. But look, unless something changes, they are a distant third in the pecking order in that conference. It's a, it's a weird mm. deal. But Michigan's situation is about to change. We're going to have a different deal with them. I don't think Harbaugh is going to be there much longer. They just got to get through this season and kind of finish this class. And let's see where we're at come February 15th. Where's Harbaugh at? Is he with the Wolverines? And how does that change things? There's a lot of dynamics to figure out. Penn State fans just need to be a little patient. That's why we bring on Brian for these episodes to have all the expertise and the insight to the entire world of recruiting. Even we talk, we focus on Penn State, but we get that full perspective of what's going on and everything factored into it. Brian, I always appreciate these conversations. I know that my audience does as well. Thank you so much for the time. Help out his show, Locked On Seminoles. Go subscribe if you haven't already. Subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions, too, wherever you get your podcast for both shows. Brian, thank you so much for the time, as always. Absolutely. Look forward to coming back.